on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast. We have combine results. Stay tuned. Season 4, episode 67 of the Bolts Broadcast. Mike Mitchelson and Chase Crawshaw with you today. Chase, how are you on this beautiful Sunday afternoon? Other than the like horrible allergy side effects, I'm doing uh, pretty good. So I can't really can't really breathe very well. Um, spent basically all of yesterday outside um you know had some festivities going on and it, between the three different places I went, it was just all outside. So the pollen count in Michigan right now is some of the highest that it's like ever been. And it has not rained in like, I don't know, three weeks to a month or so. So it all just keeps building up and up and up. So like if, if you have even the slightest bit of seasonal allergies, if you wanted to breathe this last like weekend and you even stepped outside, you, you just didn't. So I'm really struggling to talk, breathe, um, just, you know, all that fun stuff. But other than that, you know, g- good, exciting Sunday. Uh, the week starting up this is a pretty light week for me, so I don't really have too much to worry about. Uh, how about you, Mike? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fantastic. I mean, one of those special events you were talking about yesterday, a dynasty draft. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it home for that, but able to call in. Got one of our dynasty drafts done. We got another one coming up Monday. That one's going to be more of a slow draft, though. You know, 12 hours per pick. We'll see what I do. I got the first 12 picks. Not a big deal. Uh, but it's going to be a good one. And then, you know, this was kind of the down day, Saturday, Dynasty Draft Monday, the start for our other Dynasty Draft. This was kind of the down day until about two hours ago. So for anyone that have been listening for a while, you'll probably know Chase and I, both pretty big gamers, uh, enjoy the game, uh, the video games here and there, and... Although Chase is more of your sports, Call of Duty, Grand Theft Auto type of gamer, uh, I enjoy those as well. I do tend to get a little bit more in the um, the fantasy realm, the Skyrim, you know, those type of things. Chase, as you know, we're quite close. So you know that Modern Warfare 2, Skyrim, easily my favorite games of all time. Today, yep. we had the Xbox Showcase Quite a few good games on there. Looked really nice. Really excited to see what some of those turn out to be. But right after that, we had the Starfield Direct, which comes from the creators of Fallout and Skyrim. Uh, Not a big Fallout guy, but I was interested to see what Starfield was about. I've seen things here and there. I'm like, this looks pretty cool. I'm uh, excited to give it a try. Wasn't too sure how I would feel, though, because it's in space. And anyone that knows me... I'm not really for the space type of atmosphere. Never been a big Star Wars guy. I much prefer, you know, knights and old school magic dragons, that type of stuff. But, Chase, I will tell you this. I don't think I've ever had this happen in my life. While watching this 45-minute Starfield Direct, multiple times I thought to myself... This might become this might become my favorite game of all time. So, I am like, so incredibly excited for it. 
So I didn't, like, I didn't watch anything about this event. Something I might circle back to, um, you know, like, like when, when we're done here or something, because I, I, I've been meaning to, just kind of forgot. But what, what made you feel like that? Like, what, what, what exactly is, is it like the cinematics? Does it look like it might be what the, the gameplay is? I, I, like, what is, what is it? Uh, I would say really just, <laughs> You kind of got to watch it to see it. I'll send it to you after this, but it's everything. I mean, they showed a 20-minute video of some actual gameplay probably four, five, six months ago, and that got me, like, optimistic about it, but it didn't sell me by any means. I think more Bethesda creating it is what sold me. They go through it, and they go through the skill trees, how you upgrade your character. They go through customization. They go through uh, how you customize your ship and talk about the actual storylines of the game, and it just circles through so much stuff. And I was talking to Davey the whole time. He's like, this looks awesome, but I might get overwhelmed because there's so much. And it's true. You feel like you'll get overwhelmed, but at the same time, I feel like, I'm going to play this from September 6th when it releases till at least 2024 because there's so much. I don't think I'll ever get bored and it just looks so expansive that I, I'm so geeked for it. Honestly. Interesting. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to make sure to go to go watch or check it out. Um, so, sounds exciting. You know, talking about games while we're here, obviously, you know, I, I'll have to check this one out, but, between, you know, that, I know it's a pretty big name title, and the more and more we're seeing about leaks with Grand Theft Auto 6, and, um, you know, even in the sports realm, something simple, but the new new college football game. The next, like, 18 months or so could be could be a pretty good time for, you know, the games that, that we spend a lot more time playing. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really hoping for good things, and the Xbox Showcase, there were games in there that I would have never thought, oh, let me actually give this a try, but a couple of them... I'm like, this looks interesting. I haven't seen much gameplay, obviously, because they do 90-second clips or something like that, but some of them I'd actually be interested in trying. Um, There's one where it's a 33-player co-op game where just 33 people can all get... I know, right? But also, who has 33 or 32 friends to co-op with? That's something. Who just has 32 friends? I only have, like, two. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I'm not one of them, so... Nope, uh, not a chance. Anyways, let's let's get off our gaming talk. Let's talk about some hockey. Today, going to be looking, of course, at the Cup Finals, what's currently going on in that series, how close are we to finishing off the NHL season, as well as we want to take a look at the Combine, because although it may not be the most important thing when it comes to NHL prospects, it's something that's always fun to look at, so we'll be going through that as well. But, Chase, let's start with the Cup Finals. Um, and I got to say, if you hedged the bets against Chase, you're looking real good right now. You are, because, like, you know, I just I just suck and I'm the worst. But close game yesterday. Man, 3-1, three, three to one, Vegas is up in the series. So, you know, as we all knew, we were going to get a first-time winner anyway. But right now, Vegas has the very strong upper hand. It, it it was a very good hockey game, very close ending. Um, you know, I ended up getting get a bit physical there down at the end. Um, it was a, almost a lot of fun. I mean, it, it was a lot of fun, but 
almost had a bit of a heroic to sign it to OT, but it was not meant to be. So we're heading back to Vegas, game five, Vegas up three to one. But other than, you know, the first two games, Florida just kind of wasn't there. The last two, they've been really rolling, really looking good. They had a, you know, good comeback win. They, they looked, you know, as good as they could yesterday, minus the first part of it. But it, it really does look like it's like, like it's just Vegas. Like there's no way they lose like going forward. Yeah. And it feels like that depth that Vegas has is just better by enough to take them over the top right now. And I'd like to see this get extended a little bit longer. I would love to see it go to a game seven, but I'm not sure if we actually get to that point. Uh, I think there's a chance to get to a game six, but I could also see it ending here on Tuesday night. Yeah, I I hope it's a game six, but I I don't know, man. Like going back to Vegas, down three to one, they came off of a win in, in your, you know, home like like they won game four, so they're going back home. They're feeling really good. Fans are gonna be into it. It's it's a it's a tough one to win, man. I, I really don't know what to expect. Yeah, very tough. And at least it's gotten closer. Because you look at the first two games, 5-2 to two Vegas, 7-2 to Vegas. Florida's been able to close that gap with an overtime win in Game 3, a close one in Game 4. But then again, it might be that home ice advantage. When I think back to the Penguins and Predators, when the Penguins were at home, they absolutely obliterated the Predators because Pekka Rene didn't know how to play anywhere outside of Nashville. But... It was such a strong home ice advantage for Nashville that they won almost every game there in Nashville, except one in which the Penguins uh, were able to take the cup there. But that makes me question, is Vegas's home ice advantage that good? That's why we see those big losses? Or was Florida just not prepared at that point? Oh, it's a little bit of both. Because Vegas fans, they really get into it, and Vegas knows how to feed off that energy. They know how to feed off, you know, the opening little cinematics that they do, um, or like you know, a little show they put on. I guess would be the right the right term. Um, so it, it definitely helps. Like Vegas, they have a bit more than any other team, I think, in terms of home ice advantage. But it really is in them them playing better than Florida right now. Th- those long breaks, dude, they're they're tough. They went ten days without hockey. Like you're you're in such a rhythm, you're rolling through, and then you get that long break. And you're just sitting there chilling, thinking, doing whatever. And then you got to try to get back into it and play the four toughest games of your life. Like, it, it's not easy doing that. So they're kind of at a disadvantage that way. And it really showed in those first two games, especially. Yeah, and everyone talks about rest and how good it is. But to a certain extent, three, four days, awesome. That's going to be great for a team heading into the Stanley Cup Finals. But being off for 10 days, that's a lot. That's a lot of time and... I think it hurts rather than helps. And we saw that with the first couple of games that Florida has had. So, Chase, predictions here. How many games does it take for Vegas to put away Florida? Unless you think Florida takes it to the limit and takes it in game seven. Where I'm sitting right now is my gut's telling me Vegas is going to win game five, which means I'm going to bet Florida to win. Um, But... I, I got a feeling Vegas is going to win the cup at home. Have it be, you know, a really, really good, really, really fun ceremony. And, you know, as as the owners talked about when Vegas first came around, they said playoffs in three and uh, cup in six. Well, 
this would be six. This is your six right here. Uh, this would this would be that cup, and they obviously made playoffs the first year. But if they win cup in year number six, like that's huge. Um, that'd be incredible, and I really think that it's it's going to be hard for, for Florida to even squeak out another one, let alone three. Yeah, and I don't know what to do here because you hedged yourself. So, yeah, like that. Yeah, it's it's tough for me. Um, I I really hope that Vegas can take it home in seven. I think Vegas taking it in game seven, still in Vegas, would be a really cool sight. Get a little bit more hockey. I don't know if it lasts that long. If it's not in five, I think it will be in six. So I agree with you when it comes to Vegas, although how many games, that's kind of the big question for me. I'm not too sure. I I mean, I hope it goes seven. Don't get me wrong. I want want to see more and more hockey. Like That'd be awesome. And, and you know, especially since my my Tuesday afternoons, we've you know we've got some summer skates that we do, so um, it's going to overlap a lot of that game. So I, I don't want that to be the last game. I'm I'm going to try to watch it on my phone. So I'm I'm really hoping that we can get at least a game six. But I, I guess we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to go to a quick commercial break, but on the other side of the commercial break, talk about the combine and some prospects overall. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey terms. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Uh, Chase, I, I know you said that you're going to bet Florida in game five to hedge your thought process of Vegas actually winning it. But anything else out there on the book? There's a little um, just two-leg parlay on, on the DraftKings Sportsbook that I like. It is uh, Florida Panthers to win and over four or four. Yeah, excuse me, over five and a half goals on the game. So Panthers in over five and a half plus 300. Uh, that's what I will be betting. I, I think that one, you know, is very, very reasonable that, that, you know, that puts you at a potential four to two win. And I, I think that's fair, especially if Florida does win. Um, I think they're going to have to score a couple. So it, it, it just feels right to me. Um, so you, you can do with the information as you please. You can, you can choose to hedge that bet. You can choose to hedge my thoughts, whatever you want to do. Um, I don't know. I don't know, but best of luck. I'm going to need you to win big here. Um, and then share like one, two percent of the profits with your favorite co-host, so that I can go pick up the uh, Constellation edition of Starfield. I don't know; uh, you probably haven't seen what it's all about, but the Constellation edition is uh, rumored to be three hundred and twenty dollars. Oh, <laughs> but pardon, but it takes you back to the old school. Uh, remember Black Ops 2, it came with an RC car. Black Ops 3 came with a Juggernaut mini fridge. Remember all those yeah, like, mind me. super cool memorabilia type of stuff? Uh, Starfield's yeah. Constellation Edition comes with 
stuff that you actually get in game. It gives you five days early access, but then it gives you like a watch, a nice watch that is actually the watch you have in game. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I might, might want to get that. So we'll see. I'm going to have to start saving up if I actually want to go all in on this Starfield game, but let's talk combine chase. Um, Connor Bedard, I, I think the previews, all the news, everything was just all around Connor Bedard when it came to the actual combine. He looked big. Guy looked jacked. Uh, he came in at 5'9 and something, 5'9, five, 5'8, five, something like that. 5'9, um, yeah. And five, then, nine, I think it was, yeah, yeah, 5'8, this one's right. And then he had 14 pull-ups, which was tied for the second most on the day. But Connor Bedard overall looked impressive. So here's the thing in the NHL combine. It's way different than any other combine in sports. Like some things might matter. Like if anything matters, really, it's the like the, you know, the um, like aerobic testing or whatever the, the word is I'm looking for when they're testing more of your, of your stamina when, when they're on the bike with, with the mass attach. I always forget the name of that test. Um, that's one that matters more because it, it can kind of test your stamina durability and, you know, how long you could, how many minutes you could play in the game. Um, that's the one that teams really look for. The other stuff, yeah, you know, they might care a little bit, um, but a player like Bedard, they're really not worrying too much about anything. You, you really, you start looking at these more, especially those types of testing, like the, you know, the durability, the, uh, you know, like the stamina tests. Th- those will start coming for the the bigger players, the guys a little bit lower down in the draft. You kind of figure out how they can differentiate differentiate themselves, or for goalies, as I'm sure you're going to bring up, you know, like like a wingspan is something that's good mentioning. Um, so it, it really is a bit overrated as a whole. But it still is good to see that Connor Bedard tested still relatively well in everything. Um, you know, he's top ten in pull ups. Everything else, he was top twenty five basically. Um, so it, it was it was it was good to see that, that he did that. But it, like, it really doesn't matter that much. Yeah, and a couple of standouts, like you mentioned, um, guys that could boost their stock just by a little bit with just a couple of the things uh, they were able to do. Michael Rabel, the goaltender. Coming in at 6'6", but when you look at his wingspan, I don't know if any of you paid attention to the NFL Combine, but Darnell Washington, who I think is, I think he came in at 6'7", he's an absolutely massive, massive tight end. He had a wingspan of 83 inches and one-third. Michael Rabel has a wingspan of 82 and a half inches. So, (laughs) it's going to be hard putting the puck past that guy. And he's a good goalie in the, in his own right. It's not just his size. Yeah, he's not just some, you know, big freak that doesn't track the puck well. Like, he's got great vision. He has great athleticism on top of having that awesome wingspan. So he's just got a little bit of a built-in advantage, which is, you know, good for him. Uh, more power to him. But it's it's that's definitely a cool one. That's one that, you know, that, that does matter a little bit. Um, he is my goalie one. I think he's most people's goalie one at this point, I think. Um, it, it might help him, you know, move up a couple spots maybe creep him into the first round kind of keep him in that spot i don't know but it definitely is like that that that's a good one to see yeah and then two other guys that i wanted to mention as well uh mateo man not really much known from chase or i on this kid but a big defenseman that has some really good strength tested really well especially when his when it came to his grip strength and then also charlie strommel this is a guy who uh, i think a lot of people probably know. However, this isn't a guy that's getting, you know, top 10, top 15 hype. 
But when it came to his explosiveness, he tested off the charts. He was number one in long jump. He was very high in the vertical jump. And then when it came to actual bench press, he was second. So this is a kid that can potentially boost his stock, you know, depending on where people see him. If he's right in the range of five other guys, you may see him going first above those other five just because of how well he tested. So he definitely did um, boost his stock compared to other people because it really wasn't like because he played bad this year, but like there were some high expectations, um, you know, being an older player as the first time eligible in draft class going to college. Um, people thought he'd be a little bit better, um, thought he'd have a bigger impact at the World Juniors, but underwhelmed a little bit. But still, as a whole, he had some good numbers in college and he has great size. He has just a like a great, you know, hockey mind, I guess. And then that that explosiveness that he showcased, that is something that does matter. That is something that that can really help. You know, it, it can show that even if you, like guys that are explosive, if even if you might be a little bit slower, it that shows that you can improve your speed. You just gotta, you know, refine techniques and stuff a little, little bit. So those are good things to show. And I think he definitely did help his case. He's gonna move up a little bit in the draft rankings. Um, he's gonna be a first round pick. I would assume that he's this point he'll probably go in the mid teens based off of that performance, maybe even earlier if a team falls in love with them. But that was definitely uh, good for him personally. And then I wanted to take a peek just at two more names here. Axel Sandin Pelica. Uh, he was number one when it came to the actual bench press. Where do we first see him going? I know he has received some first round hype. What are we thinking? Is he going to be able to reach that top 10 level or what, where we see him go? So at this point, how he's thought of consensus within the scouting ranks, um, you know, this is this is a lot more of like the outsider side of ranks. I don't have a ton of NHL inside information when it comes to a guy like him, but um, he's consensus pretty much number one D man in this class. Um, he's my number two at the moment, but he, he's you know a lot of people think of him as as defenseman one. So I imagine he's going to go top ten. It really depends if a team feels like they need to grab that defenseman who can make an impact in a year potentially too. Uh, maybe he goes top five, but really his sweet spot will be in like the eight to 15 range in terms of pure value. Um, I, I, I got to imagine that's where he goes, but I mean, you never know. Like Cutter Gauthier, he went fifth overall last year and that was a guy I thought was going to go, you know, maybe eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, that range. But not that that's a huge difference, but at that early in draft, it kind of is. So I, I could see a world where he ends up being top five. I can see a world where he ends up falling into the double digits potentially. Okay, and the last name I wanted to take a quick peek at is Easton Cowan. Uh, I don't know much about this guy, but he had the best agility when it came to the NHL Combine, and I think that's one of those tests where it does translate when it comes to actually being out there on the ice, being able to get side-to-side laterally. That's going to be really big. Easton Cowan did really well when you look at elite prospects he's looking at anywhere between mid to late second round to around the fourth round do you know any anything about easton cowan up to this point i mean not a much personally just a guy that i've seen stuff about you know on twitter and from stuff i read but i haven't really you know dove into him like a ton but i know there there are some people that are singing his praises so we'll kind of we'll kind of see what um what happens there what the nhl thinks of him but yeah he's someone that once I get really down to more of that you know, that film watching, which is going to start happening this week, actually, um, when, like he's someone that I'm I'm going to try to get some more info on as I can. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting as the NHL playoffs 
wind down as a champion is crowned, we are going to be moving more into the prospect heavy, draft heavy type of episodes, which is going to be really exciting. So make sure you're staying tuned for that. All right, Chase, unless you have anything else, we can head to a hockey name of the day. Uh, That's about it for me. All right, we've got Maxims Semyonovs. Yes, sir. So that's that's actually pretty good. So um, it's it's more like like it, I, there's really no no like defined way. It's it's probably his preference, but like you know um like maxims or maxims like either way it's fine. But um, generally when they come over to the U.S. they they go by maxims. So that's what we're gonna go with. So Maxim Semyonovs, he is a 23 year old uh, Swedish forward. He's playing in the second level league in Sweden last year. The hockey Elsvenskin had some time the year before and, and the year prior to that and the third league, the hockey town, but he's actually, you know, as a younger, youngerish guy had some decent progression. Um, he's probably going to be hanging around in that Swedish second level based on his production last year, only eight points to 49 games. But the previous year he had 27 games, 25 points in the league. Um, he's done well in the hockey town in the past. He's, played through, you know, the Swedish junior ranks, had some games in the SHL. So we'll see. Maybe he's someone that um, with a little more development can stick as a full-time, um, you know, SHLer, but not someone that you should really be expecting over in North America. You know what my favorite part about Maxim Semyonovs is? I don't. Uh, if John ever had to pronounce his name, it would be hilarious. Yes, it would. I yeah, that would that would be great. I would lose it. And honestly, I want to get John on for an episode uh, here in this offseason, maybe get him a couple hockey name of the days. Could you imagine him just running down through a list of three to five different players and just butchering them all at the same time? Even if it's like Will Smith, he'll probably still butcher that. Yeah. Like he, he still calls Warensky Warnesky. Yeah. Like, dude, it like read. Yeah. It's 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 very funny. I mean, we had him. I don't know if it was on this one or if it was still when we were doing it on WNP, but we've had him on before doing hockey names, and it was very funny. So, um, we, we should we should definitely circle back to it this summer. I know he said he would get on the show again over the summer, so let's figure out a time to make that work. Absolutely, we will. All right, that's gonna do it for the show. I want to thank you so much for coming out and giving it a listen, Chase. If you could hit up with an outro. As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. Keep it a follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. It's at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. But right, go follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Make sure the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all the pods in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Revenue Sing rates five stars. Thanks for watching, comments, concerns. We'd appreciate it. Review, do not forget to use code THPN. It's time for directings. Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.